Hello and welcome to Faking It, a book club podcast in which I sit down with very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Xin Si. I'm feeling kind of sensitive and vulnerable at the moment. I'm reading some books. I'm passing the time. I'm taking some notes. Road in my mind. It's kind of a long one, sorry. I'm reading some books. I'm passing the time. I'm taking some notes. Road in my mind. I'm reading some books. I'm passing the time. I'm taking some notes. Road in my mind. Books. Okay, thank you very much for your patience on that one. Who's joining me, sitting very patiently and silently at the table? Uh, it's Fitz, your favourite retired wallpaper salesman, back again to review a book which um, changed my life, actually, in a major way. So, quite looking forward to getting to this. Oh, thank you for coming back once again, Fitz. You're I welcome. feel like you have kind of buried the lead on your introduction, though, because um, last time you were here, not only had you retired from um, doing your wallpaper business, yeah. but you also revealed, let me check my notes, that you were from the future. Yeah, yeah. I thought after Avengers Endgame, though, people a bit over um, future talk and time travel has been explained in depth by the Hulk, so, <laughs> personal friend of mine, so I don't feel like I need, you know, to delve back into it. So many leads have been buried in your backstory. You're friends with the Hulk. The Hulk, yeah. The Hulk, the Hulk. who is apparently a real person. Real person, yeah. I mean, how accurate, how much does um, Mark Ruffalo actually capture in the depiction of your real-life friend, the Hulk? Uh, it's close. It's close. Mark Hulk uses a lot more um, uses a lot more uh, racist words, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's good. I think for a mainstream audience, it'll be a bit much... Yeah, yeah I can kids. see why yeah. Disney's brand of uh, Marvel movies would generic. not want to lean into that. It's a bit like, generic, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, considering what happened with the whole James Gunn debacle, like um, you would have thought that the uh, uh, Disney and Marvel would have dropped the Hulk when it came out that like he was actually quite racist. racist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's only racist to a certain type of people though, so that's fine. <laughs> okay, which not pe- all people. Not which people, people though? I don't want to say. You can guess. You could tell. There's little clues Mark Ruffalo leaves in his performances. Mm. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I don't know if that's a defence. Just saying, you're only racist to one type of yeah, person. I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of how racism works, exactly, really. Yeah. Which is, I feel, always very good. You're not racist to everyone, so <laughs> okay. You know. so, well, you're racism specific, so it's not as bad as the racist. Imagine me, everyone. Imagine me racist to everyone. That's pretty. That's a lot. That's a lot of people to be racist to. I, yeah, that is a lot of people, but it's also, I guess, more fair. I don't know. It don't is know. the very absence of racism. Okay. Being that racist was... to everybody means all people are treated equal. Right, that was that was freaky. I wasn't sure where that voice is coming from. It is I, Eva Steenberg. Hello. Hi, Eva. To you. Hi. Let me finish my greeting. Hello to you on this very day where seeds still grow. Um, okay. Let that's... me finish. Out of the ground. Okay, I'm finished. Okay, okay. Um, hi, Eva. Uh, wow, I wasn't expecting another guest here today. I'll be honest Hello with you. Hello to I, you. <laughs> Hello, Eva. On this very day, where seeds still grow out of the ground. Okay, now I'm finished. Okay, all right. Um, so, let me just get this in. Uh, wasn't expecting you here today, Eva. Who are you? Why are you here? I am an activist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have come to show you the error of your ways. Okay. When you say error of our ways, do you mean me specifically, or do you mean Fitz, or do you mean... I don't make errors, so... Well, yeah. Fitz is the one person we allow to stay. Stay where? On the time. Okay, right. Nobody else. Can you understand me? I'm not sure what that means, is on the time. Is my English okay? It's a... Everything you said made sense, except for the whole bit. Can you cheer for me? 
Ray. Woo! Look, Eva, Eva, I, everything you said made sense up until the point where you said that Fitz is the only one you're allowed to stay on the time. That makes sense to me, being from the future. What does that mean, though? What does that mean, on the time? Being from the future, can you explain what that weird future speak means to a, 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 a time-stuck pleb like myself? It means you're allowed to exist in multiple mo- uh, moments throughout, as you were called, history. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And not be ripped apart by the shards of glass that is the time spit. Wow. So there's a time spit that spirit, yeah. rips people into shreds. If, you, if you're not in time, you can't you can't handle it. God. Is that true, Eva? There's a time spit that rips people in, in, in pieces and like fits and I, I suppose you yourself are exempt from the time spear shredding. All will be revealed in good time. Mm, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to Excuse um, me, I will eat a tin of herring. Okay. Alright. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Food um, is only in tins is allowed. You strike me as a very um, ethereal presence. Beautiful. Either. Beautiful. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't usually use that for a uh, sort of descriptor for somebody of um, Eva's um, age, I guess. It, it's a bit... Um, how, old you, how old do you think she is? I would say she's somewhere... Anything between um, seven months to... Uh, 105. Correct. Okay. I am within this range. Okay. You prove very wise, bold one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank of you. course, I am bold. Yes. Well, you know, it's a bit weird when somebody who's bold calls you bold one. But like, um, I was going to say... I like, am oh. bold for sacrifice. What did you... You had to sacrifice your hair. Shampoo is bad. Don't use shampoo. I mean, if you Just don't... scrape your head with a serviette. A serviette. Just a serviette. No water, no... Or is it one of those, Water like... is precious. Never waste a drop. So what about wet ones? What about wiping your Wet hand? ones create sewer bugs. Bad. Okay, all right. So just a serviette. Just a serviette. A Second, dry serviette. That you've already used to wipe your mouse. Recycling. Of herring dip, dip. Okay, so... Okay, you're getting a bit of herring oil on your head. That's fine. That's a good lubricant. The future is harsh. I believe it shall be. You believe it shall be or it is harsh? Yes. Okay. Yes, to both. Well, I think for you and Fitz might have a lot to discuss because you appear to both be from the future. I have not said such a thing. I am from Sweden. Okay, okay. Sorry. Do not jump to conclusions. I just... Is my English okay? It's good. It's fine. I understand. Does everybody understand me, Jay? I understand. I understand. I'm just trying to pass it out because you've said a lot of things that seem to suggest that you are not from this timeline. You've said that you... The collective you, we, will uh, allow Fitz to be the only one to exist on on, on the time. And you also say that, like, the future is harsh, it will be harsh, and you also look like some sort of space child. So I, you know, I, I'm not a detective or anything, but I know how to deduct a few things, and my deductions have caused You're me to You're not a detective. I'm not a detective. You just admitted everything you're saying is gibberish, continuous, okay. right, right. right. ongoing. Okay. I, 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 I've deduce and i'm trying to I, i've concluded that you are not from this timeline well you do not know this i do not but you know what i'm gonna unravel this mystery as we go along and i think the best way to actually get to know a person uh, a complete stranger such as yourself is to discuss literature with that's them. the best way the best way no over like uh canapes or some wine no, the canapes and wine, they don't really get the measure of a person. Uh, I'm just saying. The be- most you can get out of a person using that technique is whether like, the canapes were delicious. Or, or the their views was... on the Batman. Yes. The what? Sorry? What do you think of the Batman? Uh, we... Said the man with the canapé and wine. I like the Batman. Which Batman are we talking about? I think he is a vigilante. He is a madman. Yeah, but he only beats up certain types of people, so that's good. Okay, I'm very right. specific on who you're going to be up, and you can't be up everyone. Yeah, it's true, and so also, far. you know, he might Lats. not be he might not be the hero that we uh, want, but he might be the hero that we need. He is an emblem of good, exactly yes. in the world. Exactly, he's our 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 white knight, if you will. That's the one, right? He's the white knight, right? the one that wears the dark black yes. clothing as the white knight yes that's it that's it that's why they, mm. he had, they named that movie after him the I white thought knight. the white knight was the person who defended Brie Larson videos on YouTube 
<laughs> wow, okay. I, I, this I, is the paradigm. I I haven't seen those videos. I haven't seen those videos. Um, the White Knight channel. Who is this person who defends Brie Larson? Is that his entire market? The White Knight is within all of us. We all are the White Knight. Okay. We're Curse all, you. Okay, we're all Batman then, effectively. Are we social justice warriors? I th- I th- I like to think of myself as a social justice warrior. I have no problem with being called a, a social justice warrior. There's what martial like, arts are you trained in? Um, I don't know any martial arts, so to speak. Um, I know well. I know I know how to chop things with my hands. Um, the occasional karate chop, a so, whimsical karate chop, if you will. What have you ever chopped in your life? Uh, well, um, there was that time where uh, have, you ever, have you ever chopped a dog in half? No. Okay. This question. It's a very good question. I mean, this question it's a real needs icebreaker. an answer. Yeah. Have, have you ever chopped a dog enough? I haven't. Okay. I haven't. That's a real icebreaker for a question, it's a though. Quick, um, it's a quick way to get something out of them, but yeah. It's actually a very good way to get the measure of a person. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you chopped the dog in half? Yes. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I guess I know where you, what you're about now. Yeah, um, have you old, chopped the dog? Old, old me. Old me might answer differently, but yeah. So. Old you's not the same as new you? No, nah, I'm reformed. I'm a retired wallpaper salesman. So the old you would have said yes. Possibly. But the new you would say no. No, no, no. Okay, no, no, all right. No, no. That's fine. That's fine. We, Fitz, uh, it sounds like you have seen the error of your ways I have, and I've changed wronged. your life pattern to adhere with local temporal norms. You have to, because I realised when I first came, I thought everybody was chopping dogs enough. But apparently, that's not what you do in a... What year is this? Uh, 2019. 2019. Had to think about that one, did not you? <laughs> is well, my English okay? It's fine. Good. It's fine. It's fine. Don't, you know, there's no need to feel self-conscious, even though this is a, uh, a a book club podcast where we discuss... Most of the books that we discuss are in English, so we do require a, uh, a basic minimum uh, standard of English to be... Uh, uh, for you to be proficient in, and I feel that you are proficient enough in it. Actually, this is a very good. Qu- this is a good uh, uh, task for you. Um, we're about to discuss a book that's um, very near and dear to both my heart and Fitz's heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Stephen King's The Stand. Are you familiar with this book, Eva? One second, searching archives. Oh, okay, searching archives. The Stand dot txt located. Ugh, I don't like the way your head's. Double click. Oh. I have read the book. Mm. Your, your your skull actually grew visibly as you read, and that's kind of gross. Not 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 shaming you or anything. You cannot shame me. Are you, you, you racially right? profiling me? Yeah, I'm not happening. racially profiling. I'm just. Are you saying my phrenology does not match hey, your hey. idealized means? Hey 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 hey. hey. I am all about... Sound like a Nazi to me. Wait a second here. Wait a second. I, I am not a, I'm not a big believer in friendology. I'm a big believer in friendology. Yeah. Well, uh, then maybe it would serve you to not comment on the skull size of your friends. That's fair. That's fair. But I thought as, you know, a fellow Baldy like myself, like you, you, you do admire the shape of people's skulls when they don't have any hair. And I was just saying that I've never seen somebody's head grow visibly as he read a book before. It's kind of weird. It is a bit no, weird. No, it's not. Is it, is it not? No, it's not weird. Okay. I think all is regular. Everything is commonplace. That's... Nothing f- will destroy me. Okay. What a weird... What a weird code is in that <laughs> sentence on. Um... That's good to know that, Eva. That's good to know. So now you're familiar with the book, The Stand. That's... Really impressive. Never seen anybody digest a over one thousand. Which wait, wait, hold on a second. Which edition did you read? The uh, original edition or the uh, new complete and uncut edition? I read both. Wow. So you read basically over two thousand pages, like that. This is my within my scale case. You sound jealous, Chin. Is that what this is? This sounds like you do not willing to accept me. I'm, Why do you not willing to accept me? <laughs> I'm I'm totally willing to accept you. I okay. What Fitz said there, we is, must learn to love each other. I mean, f- yes, I agree. Fitz, you're absolutely right. I am a little bit jealous. Well, uh, a little bit, but go on. 
I, I like reading books. I, I think of myself as a pretty good book reader. I'm a pretty you start fast a book club, reader. Isn't it? Exactly. I I started a uh, book club in audio format, um, which is the best way to do it. Uh, but we read. We we go through a lot of books. I go mm. through a lot of books mm. in the average year. I read a lot. I spent every waking hour trying to cram more words into my brain. And now I've met somebody who has effectively schooled me. Yeah. Schooled me. I've been schooled on my own podcast. But Obsolete. you know what? You know what? I'm 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 secure enough uh, in myself that I can accept this. I you know when you meet somebody who's more proficient at the thing that you love doing, uh, that's not a reflection upon yourself poorly. You know, like, I can I can roll with this. I can roll with this. In fact, I'm interested to see if. The quick reading means that you've digested the themes as thoroughly as somebody who has to read it like through normal means, like myself, using my eyes, as opposed to just absorbing knowledge through, I don't know, your skin or something. Um, so let's get stuck in, shall we? Let's yeah, get stuck let's into go for it. The, I mean, the stand is like, let's say, Stephen King, King's longest book. Now, Stephen King writes some long books. Have you seen the size of some of his books? Seen it? Like, that book, book is thick. Uh, I've got like um, a lot of Stephen King books and just curvy. It's curvy. It's big. It's dummy thick. Are you body shaming it's the curvy. book? I'm not. It's curvy, man. I'm not body shaming. I'm is the dot txt file too large for you? Can no. you not handle txt files I, of different sizes? I like thick books, and I cannot lie. I it, honestly, it's one of the best things about a book is the size of the book. Uh, the more junk. In uh, that a book is packing, the more I appreciate it. Wait, wait, is it got junk in the trunk or junk in the front? What's where's the junk? <laughs> I can't. I look. I'm trying to make words rhyme when okay, I fly. Okay, it's, okay. it's not. It's not a skill that I possess. You want me to write, talk about books? I can do that. You want me to talk about books and rhyme? No, I'm sorry. It's too much multitasking. I'm just saying that. Like, I like books that pack a lot of junk, I guess. Okay. All right. Okay. But, um, uh, so Stephen King has a whole retinue of books, which are just thick, thick, thick. Uh, and The Stand is the thickest one of them. And it is um, described as a post-apocalyptic horror fantasy novel. That's right. We're still carrying on this unofficial dystopia series on Faking Lights. And I thought this was a good one to add to the list because uh, I read it when I was 17 and it had a huge impact on me. Um, as most sort of like uh, apocalyptic uh, novels do when you're a teenager. There's a lot of like books I've noticed that um, young adult novels which deal with um, the apocalypse. Why do you think this continues to be something that um, teenagers seem to love and appeals to them so much? Because we're all going to die. Um, yeah, that's a very dark way to think about it from a young adult perspective. What's the truth, Jim? We're all going to die. I mean, do you think like, teenagers think the that? The endless night is coming. <sighs> the teenagers know the end will be close. So both of you, I mean, you, I mean, Eva, you seem like a young person, um, a young adult. Seven months to a hundred and five years old. Mm, that's right. Between like, this. Mm -hmm. But you seem like um, weirdly ageless. But I'd also posit you as a sort of young-ish, adult-ish, I guess. Yes. So what's your take on the apocalypse and post-apocalyptic um, fiction and dystopias? Post-apocalyptic fiction is inevitable. Post-apocalyptic is inevitable. Okay. We will all arrive at the same door and knock thrice. Why thrice? Because the recycling is being not done well enough. Okay, so why do we have to... People are not separating their, their, their cling films from their food waste. So and this is a problem. So we have to knock on the door three times. When we arrive there, you will know when the time comes. Not three times, okay. The time is not yet. Okay, all right. So you think that, It's like, all to play for. So in, in your opinion, in the post-apocalyptic landscape of the stand, in which 99.4% of the human population on Earth has been wiped out due to a military-engineered uh, virus... virus yeah. Uh, what, what would you? Uh, is that close to what you envisioned the the apocalypse would be like? I do not envision the apocalypse. Is my English okay? Your English is fine. <laughs> do you understand me? I I do understand you. I do understand you. Fossil you... fuels have risen. 
he seemed to be saying a lot of buzzwords, uh, a lot of like um, buzzwords about the environment. Wash your your tomato tins. <laughs> okay, they cannot be recycled if the sticker is on them still. Really, you have to remove the sticker. They must be thrown into a nuclear disarmament clause. That seems a bit overkill. Is it though? You want to be sure. You want to be sure. <laughs> you, want, you want to be sure want to be that sure. the you tin cans sure. will never bother anyone you ever again. Come so on. throw them into a nuclear disarmament. That's um, where I put my tin cans. Okay, uh, I'll just consult my nearest nuclear disarmament pit. I think King's envisionment of the future is unfortunately accurate. Okay. I mean, let me put this to you. Uh, I think there's a sliding scale of apocalypses and dystopias. Um, I put... At the uh, the furthest end of like horrific nightmare scenarios. Alice in Wonderland. No, well, Alice in Wonderland, it's really? Like, yeah. Why? What's so dystopian about that? Uh, there's a talking cat. That is cr- some pretty crazy weird. shit. That's, That's pretty weird. Pretty weird. It's pretty weird. But that okay. That okay. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. That this and then Johnny going. Depp is there as well. So that also makes things awkward. That is Johnny Depp making one of his boldest decisions as a. Uh, Breakdancing Mad Hatter. In Whiteface. Yes, in Whiteface. That's pretty and, racist. And he crumps at the end. He yeah. crumps at the end. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 that's pretty That's pretty horrible. But I would say, actually, at the top of the scale is Cormac McCarthy's The Road, a book that we've done, where it's a horrible wasteland. There's cannibals and all sorts of awful, awful things being committed in a uh, earth that's slowly dying. Um, and it's pretty bad. That's like the, And every day is a struggle for survival. You can't be safe anywhere. But, and what, but in the movie... Viggo Mortensen touched Charlie's Theron's leg, so that's that true. Was hot. Yeah, that was we that, got that out of it. So that's true. That happened before the apocalypse. Exactly. That happened before. The My apocalypse. point exactly. Okay, but that's um apocalyptic landscape of that that book uh, and the movie. Pretty. That's I'd say that's still one of the harshest apocalypses. And then the other scale, the most the mildest apocalypse, I'd say, is the apocalypse. That's depicted in John Wyndham's The Triffids, A Day of Triffids, which we haven't done, but I can lay it out for you effectively. Uh, most of London, uh, a comet appears, most of London goes blind, and a few people who weren't looking at the comet can still see. And now there are all these alien plants that have landed on the planet, and they're eating people. And because people, a lot of people are blind, they're kind of like desperate to sort of survive. But if you're actually one of the few people that didn't go blind, Life is pretty sweet. You don't have to worry about like other people who like, might be like going after you because most of them are blind, and mild. the only danger is like parts. ever so mild. So where does the stand fit on that spectrum from the Triffids to the road? Like on the one hand, yes, most of the people, uh, most civilization has collapsed. Um, Society is no more. Um, but if you have survived the Captain Trips plague, I mean. It's not. It's not too bad. I mean, at one point, I remember very vividly Larry Underwood, who is a uh, um, a sort of like um has been rock star who's also survived the uh, the plague, and I think it's heavily implied that he's based on Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, at one point he's just traveling and wandering down the roads, and he just goes into a guitar shop and picks up uh, a twelve string acoustic guitar. And Stephen King goes into quite a lot of detail describing this guitar. I remember reading that as a teenager and thinking, like, well, it's a pretty sweet deal. I mean, most of the pla- most of the planet is dead, but check it out. He got this sweet guitar out of the deal. That's all right, isn't it? Kind of reminds me of Sonic, um, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, all right. Where, basically, you don't really see many people, but Sonic and his gang of friends seem happy. Robotnik's probably wiped out half Maybe more of the population. Indeed, Robotnik has. Turned them into robots. But Sonic's happy. Sonic's still running around Tails. He's is, still getting to adventures. Is that is that the premise of that show? Because I thought he was part of a... It depends on which Sonic iteration we're talking yeah. about. But isn't he leading like an, a resistance movement? Yeah, Robotnik? but they're not really effective in it. Because it takes them like five seasons to do anything and actually kill Robotnik. I've... Yeah, but that's that's just part of the struggle. Like, if you're an ineffective... But he's happy man. all the time. Is he happy? Oh, I guess he is. You're smiling and eating chili dogs. That's true. Well, it's good to like chili too dogs. Many chili dogs yeah, too of many chili dogs. Too high a carbon footprint on a chili dog. That is pretty... It's a cannibal, to be fair. Yes. Hedgehogs aren't supposed to eat meat, right? That's, no. no. I don't know if they put hedgehogs inside chili dogs. Though. We don't know, though, do Well, we? we don't know. It's true. We don't know. Meat is scarce in the future. That's true. But, like, um, hedgehogs are omnivorous, if I remember correctly. Are they? I, th- I believe they are. They eat bugs and they eat vegetables. Bugs. Mm-hmm. Do they eat bugs? 
They do. I think actually bugs. Are we, are we moving towards a more like bug oriented diet in order to save the planet um, from ourselves? I remember reading something about um, they are trying to make a burger and a hot dog made out of insects. Uh, this protein. is true. I survive on a diet of scared away cockroaches that people have scared out of their kitchens. And into your mouth? I wait outside <laughs> with my mouth at the wind cracked window tip. Waiting for protein to descend. So they just shoo them into your mouth. I live off the waste of waste of waste. You see, are you, are you, um... I have zero carbon footprint. Eva, I travelled here on a tree. Eva, are you, are you homeless? I do not believe in such concepts of home. Okay, so you don't Home have... is a luxury we cannot afford. So you are of no fixed abode. Zero fixed abode. Do you, are you, were you sleeping at the moment? I am not asleep. No, okay, you are not asleep at the moment. Sure. Where, where do you sleep at night? I sleep in a goose down froth suit. Okay, that's not... That doesn't sound like a home. doesn't sound like a comforting... I feel like you're quite primitive in your thinking, Chin. Chin, <laughs> your mind is closed. So Super what close. is a... So, walk me through this. What is a goose down froth suit? <sighs> this person will not allow me... To express my culture. Oh, I literally most, asked you to explain your culture. A bit, like, most. Mm. Why do I have to explain it to you? It's uncomfortable what it is. If you put me on a spot and you poke at me, am I an insect for you? No, I am not. Would you like to exterminate me? This is, this is, you are... You're putting words in my mouth. I had never said that. I'm actually, I'm taking a, an active interest. I'm engaged in your story. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that you are just a uh, a, a young adult living on the streets, um, as so many young adults are these days in these terrible times. And you know what? Like, as a, a concerned citizen um, who tries to keep, like, you know, on top of, like, youth affairs and be down with the kids um i'm concerned about how the youth today are living and like just to say that if you ever need a place to crash my door is always open i will never partake in your raperous ways yeah why is your door always open what that's so un why is your door always open jim Close it sometimes. You're letting oh, heat out. Close you it burn sometimes. fossil fuels Jesus to heat shit. your house. Yet you open the door for no reason. It's always I open. I am in my insulated suit. I require no energy. I require say. nothing. No light. Look, I, I'll admit. The I, sun provides all. Close the, the door, sun will I will provide close for us. Okay. Close it. Point taken. Close the door. I will open the door on occasion. To let people in. How do you get out of your house? By opening the door? Bad! Oh, okay, okay. Bad! Bad! By jumping out a window? Airlock chamber is the okay. only correct answer. So, so don't let any of the air out. As, mm. Or as little as possible out. You heat up the air one time. Mm -hmm. Never again. Okay. Your carbon footprint mm -hmm. must be... Zero. Okay. Everyone knows that. Shouldn't. Zero will release us from the chains of devil could. I feel I'm learning a lot today about like um, ways to minimize my carbon footprint. Apparently, one of them is to get um, to not open my doors and install airlocks uh, instead. Um, Until the future comes. Until the future comes. Well, the future is always coming. The future is always coming. Um, that's <laughs> how time works. Um, that's how you think time works. But go on. Uh, well, that's how time works for me. I'm not a fourth dimensional um, being. Um, I experience time only one way. So, yeah, that's the way it goes. Um, tell, let's get back to the book. I feel like um, we've, we've gotten off track here. Uh, I want to talk about, like, how did you feel about this sort of, like, um, uh, moral battle at the heart of the stand? Um, there's, it's a very binary, it's, it's a weird one. Because on the one hand, um, I'm reading a dystopian book. It's about a post-apocalyptic uh, uh, world. But there's this whole element of... Uh, uh, religion and morality here there's clearly a good guy and a bad guy so randall flag is clearly the bad person and all the bad people go to stay with randall flag and live in his society which is set up in las vegas and all the good people receive visions of mother abigail and go to live with her in boulder colorado and they try to start up society and make it equal and have loads and loads of town meetings now this struck me as kind of like a weird 
take on the whole Rapture uh, and the Left Behind um, series of books, mm. which are overtly religious and talk about the end of the world and have clearly been influenced by things like the Book of Revelation. Um, I don't know how much I like this whole religious uh, background to the stand. It, it, it feels it's it's fine, it's fine, but I can it, it feels like it's working against the more traditional dystopian elements of the book itself. What did you think about it? Were you cool with the the fact that it was so heavily about God making this all happen? I think so. I think once you strip away a lot of things in society and you craving something, you're craving something that's missing, you're craving answers. Yes. And who's got the best answers? Yes. God. Right. Have you read the Bible? I... Uh, yes, it is one of the books that have been... And has, it answers uh, everything. Really? All everything. Questions. Everything. Okay. So when you have nothing and you need something to believe in, because, you know, your mum's dead, mm-hmm. your ex-girlfriend's dead, the one who kept the cat, mm-hmm. God's got the answer of what to do with uh, the cat that survived. Okay. Just read Deuteronomy Tree. I think that's a book. Deuteronomy Tree. Deuteronomy Tree. And it explains how to look after um, your cats. It's the sixth book of the Bible. It is. Wasn't Old Deuteronomy also one of the cats from Cats, the musical as Possibly, well? Possibly, yeah. 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 That's, it all comes full yeah. circle. What did it tell you to do with the cat? Don't feed it to dogs because dogs love to eat cats. That's why sometimes you've got to chop a dog in half to protect cats. That's all I was doing, protecting so cats. Did, so you did chop a dog in half? I'm just saying protect cats because cat blood isn't as sticky as dog blood. So, you know, they can live. Fits. Hmm? You have presented a solution. That's what I Sacrifice do. the few for the many. We must prevent the many from being eradicated by the arrows of the few. So, in this analogy... Fossil fuel emissions are on the rise. We must not. So, in this analogy, what is the dog that you must chop in half in order to save the many? Or the cat, rather. To save the cat. It is but humanity. Is my English okay? It's fine. Also, how are you saving... How are you sacrificing a few to save the many? Because that seemed like a one-for-one deal. You chopped one dog in half to save one cat, so... No, dogs eat at least six cats. There are more dogs. Right, so you you prevent that cat from... A day. Okay, so you weren't just saving that one cat, you are saving society's cats. Society's cats. Okay, Okay. all right. That's fine. So one dog had to go, so like six other cats mm-hmm. may live. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Aren't you afraid that we might have too many cats now, though? Cats you really are... said that cats don't serve as much of a purpose to us as dogs because they're not the blood. sticky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cats, cats die, what, after like three years after I've been born, so... Do they? I think so, I don't They know. grow old and their beards trip them up and they fall into railway lines. I don't know if that's how it works. I don't know much. Where's the last cat? When, when did you last see a cat? When did you last see a dead cat? We rest our case. Oh, it's been a while. Exactly. It's been a while. Exactly. But wait, you, you, you rest argue? your case. So your case is that there's a high mortality rate for the cats. So. Why do you argue with us? <laughs> I'm just pushing back a little bit. Why do you push back? Mainly because there's a lot that doesn't quite make sense to me. I'm, I'm, I've got one of those minds, you see. I've got, it's, it's, it's one of those minds that's like inquisitive. Always in Francis. That's why I did this book club. Why? I don't do know. Do you not want the earth to exist? Of course I want the earth do to exist. Do you want your child to eat stubborn sand grains out of your beard as you die choking? Jai choking. As you jai choking. As I jai choking. What does that mean? Oh, maybe this word has not arrived. <laughs> okay, that's As you fine. die of thirst from uh, no. the lack of overfished water populations. That would suck. No, I agree. That would suck. I don't want to more happen. overfishing. I the fish so. are eating all of the oxygen. I don't know if that's how it works, but um, no, that, what you've outlined there is a horrific future vision. I don't want that to happen. I don't want any kids of mine to be eating grains of sand out of my beard and jai choking. It That sounds awful. I'm not even sure what that means, but that's awful. Um, no, I will do whatever it takes. If there is a dog that I have to chop in half, if you present wait, me wait, a dog... Wait, wait, you're going to stop chopping dogs in I'm, half? I'm about to elaborate. Okay. About to elaborate. Okay, okay. If you told me that this dog had to be chopped in half to prevent my child from eating grains of sand from my beard and prevent me from jai choking... Then yes, that that is a dog I would happily 
No, not happily. No, I'm taking any pleasure out of it. I would chop that dog in half in as clinical and methodical a fashion as possible and take no pleasure in it. I don't want anybody to think I'm getting off on the fact that I'm chopping this dog in half. Well, we're talking I'd maintain things. a very stone-faced expression throughout the whole thing and I'd actually turn to the camera because obviously I'd be filming it. But I turn to the camera and so I know I'm filming this but I'm not getting off on this in any way. I want everybody out there on my live stream, on my dog shopping live stream that's watching my Periscope now. That's a good idea. Uh, to know that, yes, I am chopping these dogs in half. But no, I'm not getting off on it. I'm doing it for science. And to prevent myself from giant choking. Is that clear? I, what's, so, what's so difficult to understand? I don't understand. Do you want like, to go half on this idea about this live dog chopping stream? Um, yeah, but like... I can get I, the dogs. I, need, I, need, I can get the dogs. Okay, but I need you to sign this agreement. I can get the dogs, Chin. Let me just draft up the contract, okay? I need you to sign this agreement that says like, I, Fitzgerald Honger, mm. will enter into a covenant to start this dog shopping streaming channel and I promise that I'm not getting off on this. I mm. promise not to get off on this. At that present moment in time. No, I, Throughout the whole venture, throughout the whole venture, at any point, look, look I'm going to pr- give you the contract. Look, you're about to sign that, and I can see you're sort of smiling. Like you're about, you're getting off on signing this contract, like right now. I don't. It's a good pen. It's what. I, it's a pen. Okay. It's a <laughs> so you're pen. getting off on the pen. That's it's fine. Way, it's the way of the pen. It's the not really... pen is made of recycled bamboo chips. Okay, I just need your assurance that you're not going to get off at any point on this dog shopping. What if I do get off? What happens? Then we'll have to terminate. Like you, you will basically have to forego your ownership of the business. All the receipts will go to me. And again, not getting off from any of this. He gets all of the receipts. I get everything. Are you sure you don't want those receipts from Tesco for the sandwich that you buy? I get everything. I do want the receipts. I get everything. Yeah, exactly. I'm, can I sign this letter then? Can I read this? We'll put this to one side. Yeah, yeah, let me read yeah, this. It would help if you read it. Okay. Yeah, but that's, 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 that's where we're at. Okay. But like okay. I said... I want to prevent that future from happening. Anything it takes, whatever it takes, but I will not get off on it at any point. A I don't simple want any... world. It is. It A is. simple world that we live in. How convenient. The book also presents a simple world. Yeah, sometimes things... Of good and you. evil. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. That's yeah. very, very true. What, what I, I mean... Do you accept that, like, everything is as clear-cut as that? Because I know that, like, some of the characters who work for Randall Flagg are kind of sympathetic. Like, Lloyd Henry, who is the um, second-in-command, he has one of my favourite chapters in the entire book, which describes um, the moments after society's collapsed. He's in prison, and he's just been left there to die. And he's desperate. He's desperate. He doesn't think anybody's going to, like, save him. He's locked behind bars and he has to resort to eating the remnants of a prisoner who died in the cell next to him. And it's only when Randall Flagg comes and rescues him that he's able to survive. But he comes this close to dying. And in that sort of situation, I know it's presented that like Lloyd is kind of a bad guy. He's a criminal. But I felt for him that moment. And I, I, I also feel that like, um, what was Lloyd going to do in that moment? Like the choice is that like you can either make a deal with this guy who's pretty much the devil, who says, I'm gonna let you out, but you gotta work for me and your soul belongs to me. What are you gonna do? Say, no, because I think you might be the devil, therefore I'm good, thanks. I'm gonna go back to eating this corpse. Seems like an unfair choice to me. Like it's it's I feel that like some of the moral dilemmas that um Stephen King places upon some of his characters. Sound kind of bullshit, really. Some people were like, um, I, I don't know whether it's the fact that, like, you could argue that, like, the choices that Lloyd in his, made in his life led him to that moment. So, like, too bad if he'd been a good guy all along. But then, all the people who died during, like, the, the, the plague. That wasn't fair. I don't know. I, I'm honestly having a hard time deciding what, um, the, uh, scales of justice are tipping towards in this book, really. It just seems a bit, uh, I don't think, I think, Introducing the whole aspect of God and removing agency from humanity seems a little bit, I don't know, muddled. So we should take the blame for the way the planet's going, you're saying? I think so. Well, in this book, clearly we should. I um, The military uh, made this deadly virus. It got out. And the only reason it got out is because like, one of the people who worked in the military base um, uh, Smoking cigarettes um, and wasn't paying attention. Well, he wasn't... Well, he... he, he, he he just ran away. He ran away. He should have 
he should have stayed and been in the lockdown, but he ended up like running away and um, he'd been infected and he got away with his wife and kids and they ended up spreading the virus outside the military compound. Not cool. Not cool. Um, but yeah, man's folly is what leads um, this um, situation. So you're pro-vaccines, basically. Absolutely pro-vaccines. Absolutely. I mean, vaccines don't have any effect on this virus, but um, absolutely. Who, who isn't pro-vaccines? Come on. That's insane. Um, what's her face? That person. Jenny McCarthy? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I, I, off the top of my head, I just recalled that name as well. Um, mm, sorry, I'm going to let that pass. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, no, Jenny McCarthy is a uh, anti-vaxxer. That's right. Um, and um, that's an insane belief, I think. Um, I I, uh, I think Jenny McCarthy wouldn't last five minutes in the world to stand. The future shows Jenny McCarthy to have been the one. <laughs> the one who... The book... The book paints a moral landscape upon which our protagonists can grow and ascend peaks. Do you not agree? Yeah, that was vague enough for me to sort of go along with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll go along with that. Didn't seem, I don't know sure what that means or where it's leading to, but yeah, that sounds vaguely like it makes sense. Um, gen- um, gentlemen and lady. Uh, I think we're reaching uh, the point of our conversation where I ask you for your thoughts on what we just read. Uh, well, I've actually been, I've been asking for your thoughts uh, throughout the whole thing, but I want you to give me your thoughts on how this book could have been improved. Did you like the book? If not, why not? If you did, why? Uh, and how would you have improved it if you had an improvements to make? Basically, we're going to go into the section of the show that I call Notes. Yes, no, 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 Okay, just drums and no music. The drums. Okay. okay. It could be the beginning of Queen songs. Or what, like, like We Will Rock You or something like that. Yes. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's actually not a bad idea. Um, wow, you gave notes on my note song. Um, let's, let's, let me get your thoughts, though, on The Stand. Uh, Stephen King's magnum opus, some would argue. Uh, Eva, you want to go first? What do you think book- of the book? How would you have improved it? If you would have improved it. This book was printed on 1,152 pages. That's true. Luckily, this book was recycled to create pencils that you can buy at a museum that are expensive but somehow really nice. You know, like the ones, like the the really nice ones, like when you have them in school the next day and you... you you love using them, and then they get to be like three quarters length, and you lose interest. Yes, such book could become this. Okay, I'm, in several forms. I kind of lost track of that um, analogy midway through. But, um, you're basically saying this book could have been made into pencils, or was it a waste of word, or we read books mm-hmm. through text. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Text is not crude matter. Mm, that's true. Luminous beings are we. Okay. I sit here before you, Ava Steenberg, mm-hmm. asking you to recycle. Why have you got so many books? Um, Do you not know text? I Can you not open .txt files without printing them out? That's a really good point. Really good point, Eva. Um, you're right. I do have a lot of uh, 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 solid books, old school, uh, hard copies. Um, I like them. Um, I like them a lot. I like my bookshelf. I like having crude matter, as it you put will it. Be, it will perform as fuel for your great downfall. 
Okay, that's fair. I mean, I'm trying to make the transition to uh, just text files or Kindles, but there's something about the smell of a good book. It's like chopping a good dog. Well, no, because... Get off on it, don't you, Jim? I mean, I don't, I don't. Look, I, again, again, I want to make this very clear. Never chopped a dog in half, and I'm sure if I ever did, it wouldn't be as good as sniffing a book. Uh, it's up sniffing there. a book... <laughs> Sniffing a book is a very a genuinely interest, like interesting and uh, 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 absolutely uh, guilt-free pleasure in life. Whereas uh, chopping a dog in half, uh, again, it's in, it might be a necessity yes, in the t- yes, days to come. Yeah, here we go. But it's a necessity that I take no pleasure in. Yet. <laughs> again, yeah. I will assure everybody always, if I ever get to that point where I have to chop multiple dogs in half... I will not get off on it. I will not get off on it. I will be as surgical and clinical in my approach to dog shopping as a dog shopping scientist. What will yeah. you do with the pieces of dog after you have chopped said dogs? Especially the blood. What will we do with the blood? Mm. I might I might pick them both up and go like... <laughs> do, a, do a puppet show, but not get off yeah, on it. Like, no, I'm not getting off on it. That's something you get off on. It's not getting off. I'm just doing a, pup, a, a, a clinical, objective puppet show where I'm going mm. with like both the halves oh, of the okay. dog. We need a camera. <laughs> well, that's part of the stream. That'll be part to of the show tr- that you are not getting off on this. If that's what a it camera takes, camera is required. Watch, watch. If that's what it takes, can we? I will start the streaming channel. The channel fine, on, fine. on Chupono. I, I, I will, I will, I will, I will agree to this. We'll have a, we'll have a stream set up. One of the cameras will be streaming live of me chopping dogs in half and doing a puppet show, both the halves. And then the other camera will just be a live stream of my limp penis showing that in real time how much I'm not getting off on doing chop. That's, and it's I- clinical, clinical. And after the play has terminated, how will you dispose of such dog pieces? Um, I think, I haven't really given it much thought, but I think what's the best thing to do with like all these different halves of dogs? Recycle the blood. Well, obviously, obviously you need, I mean, I thought you were out of the wallpaper. Game. No, I'm not the same person for me. Okay, like, okay, yeah, okay. But like for people who want to get into yeah, the wallpaper. Okay, so yeah. like we'll, we'll, we'll put the blood and sell it to the wallpaper business and all the other halves will use as um, doorstops or bookends even, right? Yeah. You know, who, who doesn't like a good bookend? I love bookends, but not getting off on it. Not getting off on it. I'll sign your contract now. If, okay, if, okay. We, if you agree to the crotch watch, then... The crotch watch is fine. I absolutely, 100%. Oh, Let sorry. me add that right now Go to on. the contract the and the crotch watch to prove I'm not getting off on it. Because if you don't go. get off on that, then... <laughs> of course, of course, of course. There we go. There yeah. we go. Oh, boom. Signed. There we go. There we go. Um, so look out for that. Look out for the dog shopping um, periscope that I will be setting up in the next uh, few days. I'm sure you'll agree that this is something that needs to be done in order to save humanity and to save me from giant choking. So, you are uh, making a great sacrifice for all of humanity. I don't feel I'm sacrificing that much, really. But um, I yes, admire you. I, I I will take that admiration. You will make admiration. it past the time spear, after all. That's all I ever wanted. That's all I ever wanted. Not to be shredded by the time spear, which I feel that we haven't really developed that much upon in this uh, episode. Don't worry about it, Shin. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I hope you're, people you're, still know what we're talking about. Um, but yes, you made it. You made it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want. I mean. Either the, were those your notes for the book then? Um, just uh, uh, I thought that pencils. The, I thought that the depiction of evil in this book through flag was simplistic. Mm. He was just a bad dude living in the city of sin. Could it be, have been any more on the nose? That's true. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland, Las Vegas is a city that depends greatly on infrastructure. Do you know in- what I can... Wasteful infrastructure that we should have known the world has got no more time for that. The whole world will say about Las Vegas, ain't nobody got time for that. And we will cease to live there. Instead, shall we move to northern Canada, 
maybe that's yeah a less evil place you know like, it's good that you put brought up like um las vegas as uh, a city of sin because i was looking up i was wondering like, what does las vegas mean in english and las vegas in english means the uh, vegas and vega was the bad guy in street fighter 2 so obviously so not just one of them multiple vegas that's how bad this place is multiple so vegas. it is written um okay so you would set the bad city in North Canada. North Canada. North Canada. Um, so it'd be a bit more ambiguous as, like, are these people bad or not? And Barbados. <laughs> is that what under the... the sea. Okay. Under the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. Okay. So Everything's wetter. Just wear a sweater. Don't put it on 13. <laughs> That's about a thermostat. Don't put your thermostat on 30. The future reprimands you. Okay, so, wait. Um, are there good people living in Barbados? No, they are fish people now. <laughs> okay, this is a major, major and therefore, change. the bad people. It's a good analogy. So you've flipped it. You've absolutely flipped it. So the fish people are led by Mother Abigail, and they live under the sea. And the good people are led by Randall Flagg. They live in North Canada now. Yes. And okay. they eat snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's that cuisine. Which is recycled um, rainwater. Okay. But everything else happens exactly the same. Um, yes. Okay. But so. all the journeys happen on cool six speedboats <laughs> that have solar panels on them. Sounds like Waterworld. It does sound a little bit like Waterworld. I'll be honest with you. And Kevin, Kevin Costner. Fucking Kevin Costner. I thought we'd never say his name in this podcast again. I understand that that's we we can't really say that word. We don't have uh, K word privileges uh, on this show. I know that it's a very offensive word. Super offensive. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry You're about l- lucky there's no Kevin Costners here. <laughs> this is, yeah, it's too bad. It's too that bad. would be so awful. <laughs> it's, it's. I hate those guys. <laughs> They're the worst. They're, They're the worst. worst. They I steal all the jobs. <laughs> yes. They come all over them. here. They try to speak with an English accent. Kevin Costner. Be our Robin Hood. <laughs> it's just really. What gives you the right? What gives you the right? Anyway, thank you for your note. Did you enjoy this book? I love this book. One hundred out of ten. Oh, that's pre- that's a lot. That's a lot. The warnings given in this book are warnings for us all, for all time, for spiritual, emotional, contractual, barbarical, stonial, creamial, indoglacinial, glacial, religious, barnyard, Barnyard reasons for all of those reasons. So it's a thumbs up from you. Thumbs up for that reason and that reason alone. Thank you so for much. For those 48 reasons. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, 48 reasons, that's a. I love that Netflix show. That's great. Uh, it's about how eight <laughs> girls killed each other. <laughs> Um, okay, thank you very much for your thoughts on that, um, Eva. It puts uh, the cool back in Sue's cool side. <laughs> uh, it's very true. I don't know when to go for that tagline. Um, Fitz, mm. what did you uh, think of this book? What were your notes? Did you like the book? Go. I think maybe it could be improved if there was no apocalypse. And it just it was like 200 pages. 200 yeah. pages. And Stephen King was like, you know what? I don't need to be such um, a windbag. I don't need to like tell people how to be good and bad. We want to be good and bad. Mm-hmm. Bad people don't chop dogs. Good people do chop dogs. Simple. It's simple. So it basically comes down to a battle between the dog choppers and the non-dog no, no, choppers. And they'll finally settle I think the question. There is no before. great apocalypse book about dog chopping yet. And okay. I'm going to try and be the first to write and get into major movie at least. Six are the pictures. people who get who who are getting off on the dog shopping? Are they good though? Super good. <laughs> really? Super that's good. that's a uh... because you can't you can't you can't not get off of it. I beg to differ. You can't not get off of it. 
in, in my book, in my book. In your book, okay. Not in real life. Well, it is a work of fiction. After it that. is a work yeah, of fiction, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so like, so in this case, like, uh, Mother Abigail mm. would be leading the, uh, the dog shoppers. The, the dog shoppers. And Randall Flagg, um, living in Las Vegas, um, he's leave. breeding cats um. beyond. No, he's no. Uh, he's chopping off cats' dongers yeah. <laughs> to stop them from breeding. He's anti-breeding cats. He's trying to increase the number of cats. <laughs> there isn't a balance of cats that is wrong, and and he wants to push the scale too much in right. one direction. I get you. I get and you. And Mother Abigail wants it in the other direction. I can see yeah. it now. He's like Randall Flag sitting there. Cats coming in, rather, and he just throws it on this gigantic pile of cat bombs. <laughs> just like on the side, and then like Mother Abigail turns up, like ah ah ah, not in, not on my watch, and then just proceeds to start chopping dogs <laughs> off. <laughs> we need to work out and the I kinks. Guess that, I guess that shows them somehow. We need to work out the kinks <laughs> on uh, the dog chopping <laughs> paradigm and how it fits into uh, Stephen King's <laughs> The Stand. But it's all there. I think it's all there. Wait, so the final battle we come... <laughs> Who can chop them? Chop we them come down between the guy who's chopping off cat's dongers and the woman's chopping dogs in half. And I guess that will decide the fate of humanity. I think, this is where we, I think that's the way we all know it's going. So, you know, why not get there now? Fair enough, fair enough. That sounds like a good note. Did you like this book? I thought it was right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, okay. I I think we've got a uh, a, a consensus then, because um, I I read this book, like I said, at the age of the tender age of seventeen. Uh, it did have an impact on me. I, this is possibly one of the earliest works of uh, post-apocalyptic uh, fiction I've ever uh, read, and even to this day, uh, a lot of the imagery has stayed with me. Um, the uh, I I love the depictions of the minutiae of living in a world where even if you <laughs> survived the main disaster, you can still die from dumb stuff. Which virus have you contracted, <laughs> Fitzgerald? It's an anti-dog one, actually. Anti-dog virus? Yeah, anti-dog, so... Wow, okay, how does that work? This yeah. is good. Yeah, this good. is a fine virus. It's a good virus to have. Okay, cool, cool, It cool, cool. my dog chopping abilities. And makes you sneeze. <laughs> makes you sneeze, yeah. It's a shop dogs. Okay, all right. Um, um, like I said, uh, um, uh, I will never get over the image of this one guy who literally steps on the nail and then dies because he gets uh, tetanus. And there's nobody to rescue him because there's no hospitals and he's basically by himself. Um, kind of like the sadness of having survived an apocalyptic event and then being taken out by something really, really innocuous. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, no, right, I give this book... Uh, Two thumbs up. I think it stands the test of time. There's not many 1,152-page uh, books, which I would actually say that like uh, you can read twice and still enjoy it both times. But The Stand is one of them. And that's why I think The Stand deserves to get into the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame! This song is she must be destroyed. So, Regina McCracken is her name. I will return back in time to gather all of the Infinity Stones to erase Regina McCracken from existence. Seems like a lot of effort to go to just erase one person. Say hello existence. to the Hulk for me. While I will throw are. her off of a mountain on Morag. On Morag? On Morag. Okay, who's Morag? The Morag is the planet that the Power Stone was on. It's not the correct. Oh, okay. The Soul yeah. Stone. On Nidavellir, I meant. Think... <laughs> yeah, okay. Morag was a Scottish woman, of course. No, like... Morag was where the. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like the fact that you could tell that it was written by an American person because, like, they decided what's the most exotic name for a planet, Morag. Um, but yeah, regional differences, they enrich our lives immeasurably. Um, thank you so much for joining me for this talk today, Eva and Fitz. It's... For what do you thank us? Uh, for your time, for your attention, for your thoughts on literature. I, 
I like them. I like them a lot. I appreciate it. I appreciate you and I appreciate what you're trying to do for the future. And um, whatever you need, whatever it takes, I will try to prevent this horrible, horrible like vision of um, beards and jying, uh like from taking place. Um, so I guess uh, all that's left it, for me to say is, um, do you have anything you wish to plug? I wish to plug vegan fruit cookies. Mm-hmm. Plug over. Okay, all right. That's a good plug. Solid plug. Fitz, anything? Uh, our new venture, our dog stream and chopping venture, which will probably come in. Actually, I should plug that too. Yeah, yeah. In the next two, three weeks. Um, yeah, um, next two, three weeks. It shouldn't take that long to set up. No. I just need to like make, to pay a visit to Battersea uh, and um, you know just concoct some decent story and purchase. I'll, I guess I'll get the dogs. Don't okay, you sort them out. I I'll will. The I'll procure. I don't know an axe. You just bring your crotch. I'll bring my. I'll bring my crotch. I'll bring the camera as well. Okay, I've got cameras. I'll bring my crotch. I think the probably the best way to do this actually is I, if I chop these dogs in half whilst naked. Um, yes. Just to prove yes. to everyone how much I'm not getting off on this, I will chop these dogs in half with, um, as God intended, with my tackle out for the world to see, uh, and holding an axe. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, I better get practicing with those swings because I, the word, the one thing I don't want to happen is like to swing it incorrectly and just make a mess of it. I want to do this. Slice well. off your Jiminy Cricket. That's not going to happen because it's not going to be um, a, a viable target because I'm not going to be getting off on this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Well, we, we will see. We will see, won't we? We will see. We will see. Um, that's all we have time for on today's episode. I'd like to thank both my guests uh, for joining me today. Until next time, keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries. My name is Chin Bye-bye. I love you.